need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. So good to see you again. Do you... <laughs> Zoom fatigue. On a scale from one to Chi-Chi's touching the ceiling, how hype are you for today's guest? I'm going to do this every time now that I did it last time. Imagine if I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you want me to say? You want me to be like... I just want to hear where your nipples are at. I just want you to tell me in what degree... I mean, oh, actually, I'm not wearing a, I'm not wearing a bra, but, you know, since, since my... Um, so are they at like a 45... Well, since, you know, the microphone, the micro, the microphone, I don't know. I was about to call this a microwave. Stop touching your, she's touching her nipples as she's talking to me right now. <laughs> so anyways, they're pretty hard. I was, I was feeling them. You asked. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yep. You're right. I set myself okay. up. I have no one to so, blame but myself. I was like, they're pretty, I mean, you know, chi-chis are up. Our nipples, chi-chis, chi-chis are up. Boobs are, boobs are chi-chis. They're, they're the mini chi-chis. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, great. The ch- well, tell us about our guest because she's going to pull up any second. Yeah. I mean, I would love to say that she's pulling up to my house, but we're currently living in a global <laughs> pandemic. So geographically speaking, she could totally be here if times were different. But so we're having the lovely Brinta Pond. I can't wait for you to tell Brinta how excited you are. Levels, chi-chis, cutting through ice business. I can't wait to talk to Brenta about my nipples. Yeah, me too. I, I love that for you. I really do. I'm so glad that we got to do this without her here talking about my nipples and you get to talk about your nipples in front of her. That's the best. So, yes. I'm so happy to be able to give you that experience. So she is joining us and uh, I remember asking her like, so is anything off limits? Like, can we, is it, what? she's like, nope. I was like, okay, let's go. Buckle up. Challenge accepted you are in the right yeah. place for that yeah. type of talk insert every twerk emoji out there mm, mm, mm. yes well here she is oh my gosh i think that's the doorbell here she is everyone to give a round of applause for brinta hi guys <laughs> you guys just went right in with the nipples i love that that was quite they, the introduction they could, for a while <laughs> They could cut a yeah. diamond for you, boo. Love I am it. so excited to have you here. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy to be here. Honestly, that was that was that made me feel so welcome. Thank you for that. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. So we start off every episode with a fun little girls game. Okay. And you are here, so you are going to be joining us for today's Would You Rather. So for today, would you rather clog the toilet on a first date? Or your first day at a new job? Oh my gosh. I feel like I've done the first day at the new job. Like I feel like... <laughs> Guys, I'm brown. Check. We... Check. Okay, but definitely the, the, the new job. 100%. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're if you're on a date, you're you're in close quarters. You're in someone's apartment mm. or their home. Like how far away are you really from them? Honestly. Or if you're out to dinner, you're in the time constraint of like, he's going to wonder what's happening. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like, if you're, if you're at a new job, I mean, I mean, I work, I used to work in human resources, so I'd go in really early and like, nobody was ever there. It didn't really matter. And yeah, you can walk out like nothing happened. 
Definitely yes. new job. Definitely new job. How about you, AMQ? Please. She <laughs> hates when I turn it on to her. I've done both of these. I know, but I just like to, I see, but let me just okay. pretend that you're not going to know. Just let me pretend. Let me have that. That I'm like surprising you. If I had to pick between the two. No, that I'm like surprising you with asking you the would you rather to just act like you're surprised that I'm doing it at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm surprised. I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I have done both. Also, I've 100%, I actually think for me, I always, when I was working in like an office environment, I always had offices that only had one bathroom. Like it wasn't in like different stalls. It was just like its own room. So clogging the toilet was fine. You know what I mean? Can't relate. Bitch, if you're waiting, keep waiting. I'm plunging. Like, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. So I, I can't really answer. I feel like I can't answer that from like a really like true perspective. I 100% have clogged toilets on first dates and it has been in the person's place, not yeah. like <gasps> at a bar. See, that was what I was afraid so. of. And you know what's the worst thing in the world? Who doesn't have a plunger in their bathroom? Honestly. Give me a break. What did you do? What did you it do? It was not good. <laughs> it wasn't good, guys. Did you just keep trying to flush it? Yeah, I'm just going to say, no, this is an actual answer. You reached your hand in. No. You reached your hand in. Well, oh. no. Yes, and it's a half C okay. kind of question answer sequence here. So I unrolled all the toilet paper from the current existing toilet paper roll. There wasn't a whole lot left because I use a lot of toilet paper when I go to the bathroom anyways. So I like unrolled it all, okay? And I was like, all right, I'm going to use this tube and I'm going to pretend it's a plunger. <laughs> the innovation though, that... That's some like MacGyver shit. That's, that's, so, that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I was a girl guide. Okay. I know what to do in this. I'm really good in high stress situations. So I was just like, all right, tube science. This is, this is how this works, right? It creates like a oh. suction. I was like, dun, dun, dun. like I was, it was disgusting. Okay. And then I had to end up, I, I was like, fuck, now this is covered in poop. So now what do I do? I can't put this in the garbage. So then I had to flush the, the it was like, no. Yeah. That's, no. I did. I, I did. It made oh, it. Oh, thank God. It made it, made it so. though. Everything was fine. Yeah. Did you come out drenched? <laughs> How, I can't oh. picture you coming out of this situation oh dry. No. I'm and that's fine. not a sexual joke. <laughs> no, but I, and then I looked at the pile of like rolled up toilet paper and I was like, that would be, I'm going to have to explain that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just yeah. going to throw it out. Like I was like, I'm just going to throw it out. And I just got a new toilet paper roll. And cause I was like, it would be weird for him to come from the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and like, just be like, <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> There's no way to undo that. Like you can't Should've, fix that. It was like that when I got here. Not, no. it doesn't matter who you are. You no. cannot no. fix that. Oh my gosh. Becca likes to ask me these questions because she knows I'm always going to have a ridiculous answer. Like she likes to ask them. Oh my God. Well, of course that happened on a first date. Was it your first date with your, with Andrew, with Mr. AMQ? Please. Andrew would have been like, cool. That's so awesome. Andrew would have been like, let me take it and put it in my science kit so I can look at it under a microscope. Yeah, totally. He'd be like, what did you eat? Wow. Like, you know, yeah, you're really like, involved. Involved. Anyway, like exactly no. the same way. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, is this because you've been transitioning to veganism? Hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! Really came out of the gate strong with that I'm one. Like laugh crying. We're punting it back. Spotlight back on to Brenda. <laughs> yes. Moving on. Enough about nipples and poop. Let's get to the down and dirty as to why we are here. Oh, that wasn't down and dirty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that felt really dirty. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I need a shower after that already. <laughs> we pull out the hand sanitizer. Oh my 
my gosh. So who we're going to start off just real basic here, but you're nothing basic about you, boo. Who <laughs> is Brent upon? Tell us a little bit about you. Can I just say, I love both love and hate this question. I feel like after being on clubhouse, it's because I'm sure you guys have like had to answer this question. You're like, <laughs> Oh my God, what do I say? And do I have to repeat myself? Um, so I've, I've learned to be sort of prepared with that answer because I never really expected that in my life I'd have to answer this question so much. I want to say that I'm a body positive or body confidence ad- advocate. I'm a storyteller, a little bit of an amateur writer, and just all around awkward human being. That's what I love to say. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love that. That's so honest. I mean, what else is there, right? <laughs> all around Taco Taco. Yes, me. Oh my gosh. That is me. <laughs> I love that. We love you for it. It's like just yes. standing in your truth. It's the best. I love that. And I honestly, like I used to hide away from my awkwardness. And I was like, honestly, after meeting so many people through this whole experience, I'm like, yeah, I'm not the only awkward person. Like so many people can relate to this. So you know what? I'm just going to put it all mm-hmm. out there and people are going to relate and it's going to be fun. And it was. Yes, yeah. let that freak flag fly. Totally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay, so I mentioned this already that you're a fellow Torontonian. And being that we are currently in lockdown 3.0, you've rescheduled your wedding, you've become a dog mama, you've adjusted to that work from home life. So we just wanted to know, how are you really? I am, I'm Okay. I'm as good as I possibly can be with lockdown number three. I'm going to say for me, maybe like other people had different experiences. I think it got a lot worse for some people, but for me, it got a lot better. When we started out the lockdown, we were in like a really small, dimly lit basement apartment. And like, it was just a very negative environment. So it had a really, really, really big toll on my mental health. And then just physically, I wasn't where... Like, I was just incredibly unhealthy as well. Because, I mean, what do you do when you're in that kind of an environment? We got a house last year, our first house. And, I mean, I had sunlight. Sunlight for me is just, like, I really undervalued that. Like, people really don't put such an importance on sunlight as they really should, I feel like. Um, And its impact on your mental health. Because for me, I, as soon as we got that sunlight, I was a lot better. So we went into lockdown number two. And I was like, okay, we're good. We got a dog. I had a, a new focus, sort of like a new purpose. Um, and, you know, the, the rescheduling of the wedding was a little bit of a downer, but it, because I mean, it just gave us a little bit more to focus on as we, you know, continue to go through this lockdown. So for us, it was sort of like, okay, it sucks, we're sad. But, you know, for the, as we come out of this lockdown, you know, come out of this whole pandemic, we'll still have something else to focus mm-hmm. on. And it'll be something to look forward to afterwards. So we sort of tried to shine a light on that. But I'm, I'm really lucky that I, I can say I'm doing a lot better than maybe I started out as. But yeah, how are you guys? How everyone, how's everyone else? I'm going to turn that around. I love that you said that you're a plant. Like you're basically a plant. You were like, ooh, yeah. there's sun Honestly. here. I mean... I can feel that because I live in a condo with floor to ceiling windows. And I remember like bitching about that a lot before, like just because I live in like a terrarium, you know what I mean? Like you can't really control the temperature in here. It's, I just feel like I'm constantly like, okay, okay. It's 1 PM. Okay. Take down this drape. Okay. 3 PM. Take down. Like it's just constant, like running around the condo to regulate the temperature. But now I'm like, 
you know what? I'm really grateful. I will never complain about my floor to ceiling windows ever again because light is very, you're right. Like that makes, I can't imagine what a huge difference that would have made going from one lockdown in, in that and then having the light. I remember seeing you move to the house and being like, what a transition that was. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. People saw it in like my personality and like my, just my overall yeah. existence. They saw the difference. Yeah. hundred percent. For sure. Cause now I'm getting up and like, like I have a purpose with the dog and like we have a little routine, but I'm just like, I'll open the window first thing in the morning, like before I even get to anything else. And it's just the best thing. Cause even on a gloomy day like today, mm-hmm. there's still something Mm-hmm. There's a world out there. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel so enclosed. So it's, it's amazing. People outside and like things. Like <laughs> you can see stuff outside. Totally. I'm not like the only person. For for me making it worse, like when we were in, when we were, when we were in the basement, it was sort of like the cherry on top of like a really bad situation Uh-oh. where the people upstairs who lived above us, there was like eight of them but it was just a really toxic family oh. but it was a toxic family that you could hear through the walls oh no, oh, no. no. Oh. so it's just and then like you're like okay well my life isn't that bad but you feel like it is because you hear all of their stuff going on and it just you just talk about neighbors and I mean like you can you can totally it's like a soap opera yeah it just it sucked you probably know whose side you're on for what argument and that is, but that's just like, like you said, quite literally the cherry on top because it's above you. But, but yeah, cause right. you had, how can you not help but take on that? A, you're frustrated now because they're loud and disturbing your peace. But B, now you have that emotional, like what's going on up there? Is everybody okay? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, there's a child up there. Like, is that, is that, are they okay? Are they surviving? Like what is going on? And then, oh, it was a train wreck. Oh, I mean, it motivated us to really get out of there. And I mean, totally. I mean, you live in Toronto. You, I'm sure you know, like, the the housing crisis that we're having here in terms of prices. <laughs> yeah, it's like... So we got out a good time. So it was sort of it was sort of nice to have that little motivation. Wow. Yeah. Can't relate. I'm still sitting there in the house. The ho- Well, we, we live in this condo. We own it. But still, we're like, should we move? <laughs> I don't know. And then we didn't. We haven't, obviously. <laughs> no. Nobody really knows at this point. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. But... No. Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations on your new place and your new pup. Fur babies are the best. There's so much work, but I don't know what I would do without him. Awesome. Mine during this Same. pandemic. Same. Oh yeah. Well, all three of us are dog moms. Yes. Yay. Love that for us. He understands my crazy. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what is one lesson that hashtag quarantine life has taught you? Uh, to make time for myself. Mm. Because I mean, now I don't really have any other option. Mm. I, I don't have a choice. I have to because it's it's me and it's nobody else. I don't have that option to connect with other people. I don't have the option to sort of see people and distract myself or like do things to distract myself. So quarantine is really when I started to work on on myself mentally and emotionally and my relationship with my body and my relationship with food. Because for me, I mean, it was already always about my relationship with food. So, and that was the issue for me. So being at home, I really thought I would spiral. I really thought that it would get 10 times worse for me because all I have is, is, is home time and I have time to eat and that's about it. Um, so going into it, I really decided that I was going to make time for myself. Whether it's a self-care moment or a self-love moment, it's going to be time to work on me. And somehow I really focused on that and was able to fulfill that. Um, but it's definitely taught me a lot about making that time, even if it's five minutes to write in a journal, 
You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or go for a walk or just sit in the sunlight, which honestly is sometimes just what I do. Um, those moments for yourself are, are so important and it's what's going to help you grow and push you forward. Yes. Love that. We were just talking about that same thing. Like how, although this has been, you know, you never want to go through it again. It has really taught everybody how important it is to take care of ourselves and how we really need to do that first before we can pour into anybody else in any other relationship with others. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. 100%. No problem. Ooh, this is, this is a good one. I uh, have the tendency, Becca will uh, second this statement, that I have the tendency to make some really bad dad jokes. I can't even call them mom <laughs> jokes because like, it feels weird saying mom jokes if I'm not a mom yet. And I almost feel like I'm jinxing myself. So I call oh. them dad jokes because it feels Wait, hold normal. on, wait. AMQ, before you tell this, did you tell her what this is already or no? Like, just, does Brenton know what's happening? What's the dad joke right now? No, well, it's in the question. So I should have oh, okay. the question. Uh, I love dad jokes. I love all I time. fucked up. I fucked up. But you would have <laughs> seen fun. it already, but maybe you didn't pick up on it. It's fine. It's fine. I read them all, but I have a, a, the memory it's of the It's fine. Goal, so. <laughs> We're going to pretend like you didn't. You got to laugh. Okay. So, <laughs> so you recently shared quite candidly about overcoming fear of cultural clothing. Can you please share what helped you step into that confidence? Also... Let us just say, hashtag, sorry, not sorry. I saw, (laughs) I did, no, but I love it. And that's like, can I just say that that is my, the definition of my existence when it comes to cultural clothing, because I used to hate it. I used to dread it. And it used to make me feel so, so bad about myself because the culture made me feel so bad about myself. So literally, sorry, not sorry is like what I have to say now to myself and to others and just be like, it gets me out the door, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And it's that sort of like fuck it attitude that I really need when it comes to overcoming something that held me down for so long. So I I genuinely love that. (laughs) Yay! Uh, Yeah. Approved. Stamp of approval. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was amazing. I love it. Sorry, repeat the question for me one more time. Just the, I was so focused on that on the dad the, joke. Fair. I should have opened That's with the dad joke valid. for sure. Yeah. This is like bad comedy. You know, you got to open with the... <laughs> um, I asked, so you recently shared quite candidly about overcoming your fear of cultural clothing, more specifically because I know you were going to, you were attending a wedding. Can you please share what helped you step into that confidence? So what helped me was that I didn't force myself into loving my body or loving my body not type of clothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't put on a sari for years because I wasn't comfortable with it. I wasn't happy with my body or with the clothing. It just sort of brought back really bad memories for me. It was like almost, it made me really uncomfortable. It was almost triggering for me. And after, you know, a year and a half of doing all this work on myself, I said, okay, I'm I'm finally going to put one on because I have to. And I sort of preemptively, I think it was like the week before put one on and was like, okay, I feel a little bit good. And I eased myself into it. I didn't like shock myself the day of and just set myself up for a big like meltdown. But I also didn't force myself to put one on before I was ready because that and that that mindset mindset of doing things that you're not really comfortable with or or okay with is something that's so common in my culture. And even when I wasn't comfortable with my body in cultural clothing, I was sort of forced to wear it anyway growing up. So I wanted to really lead away from all of that uh, sort of thinking. 
and just sort of prepare myself. I prepared myself mentally and emotionally, whereas before I was preparing myself physically. Mm. If that makes sense. I was like, well, I got to lose weight before I put one on. And now it wasn't so much the case. So yeah, preparation always when, when it comes to anything in life is what really got me through that. Yes. I sent AMQ those pictures and I was like, look, uh, hi, Stunner. How are you? It was beautiful. You look beautiful. I, it's so funny because I actually pulled that sorry out of like the back of my closet, which is, I guess, something that always happens whenever I have to go to a wedding or something like that. I find something that I've sort of been hiding away for a little while or that I haven't worn in years. So putting that on and feeling like, okay, oh my God, this feels, this feels good. This feels comfortable was like, okay, it's sort of like a lucky moment for me also because the wedding was, the wedding was pushed up a week because of the COVID guidelines in Ontario. So with saris, you have to have like clothing. You have to make like the the top made, like um, Mm. accustomed to your body, basically. It has to be customized. Um, And I didn't have time to go to a lady. So I found like, this is fun watching. This is so fun watching. I was so excited when I thought, of this purple crop top that I had. And it honestly made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I was like, I'm used to wearing crop tops now. So I can sort of combine the two feelings of, you know, a little bit of nervousness with the sari and like this comfortability with this top that I've worn before. Um, And then I am comfortable wearing and just throw them together. And they just, thank God they worked. (laughs) Yeah, the color was perfect. It was was like spot on. Right? Yeah, and I just I, it was spot on. It was like a it was like a light bulb moment. We actually, it's really funny. I was cleaning up my closet the week before, and that was on my donate list, but I <gasps> didn't donate it. And I, it it was sort of oh. like a, a meant to be moment. It just it all worked out, and I came home that day just feeling so much better than than when I had left. It just it was amazing. I I, I was really lucky. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah, I know. I didn't even notice. I must have missed that setup. So I didn't even <laughs> notice that there was even a crop top involved in, in the outfit. Everyone said that. My my fiance's mom said that too. Yeah, you couldn't tell. I because the only no. reason I know is because you were like, is this gonna work? And you're like in your story is like, will this work? And I was like, yeah, it's like literally the exact same color. <laughs> like Yeah, I know totally. It, I can't believe it. And I also think that there's there's a lot of value in what you said about putting it on, right? Mm-hmm. I there's so much value in wearing the freaking clothes that you're about to wear in the summertime around your house to feel more comfortable. Becca just had one of those moments this week. So it's like Mm -hmm. you, that, that is preparation. It's like you're putting your armor on. And I think that that's really super valuable, super valuable. And I mean, we have all this time now. So we have that. I mean, I have that time to prepare before my life was so crazy and just running around. But now I can say, okay, I'm going to take this little moment. I'm going to prepare myself mentally and emotionally and I'm not gonna I'm gonna give me give myself my body that time to sort of react because mm-hmm. before I wouldn't really give myself that time and I would just sort of force myself to to feel a certain way and I never were yeah right so I'm really lo- glad that and I'm really lucky that I had that time now absolutely how many times has it been like when life is crazy and your last minute you're like I'll just throw this on and then immediately I know personally when that's happened for me I go to hate and I would talk such shit on myself and be such an asshole to myself because that was the easier easier to do because it was the yeah. immediate r- being reactive instead of preparing exactly so it's much smarter to <laughs> prepare yourself instead of being reactive to yourself totally um when did you first become aware of your body this is always such an interesting question for us to ask I was first aware of my body at a really young age simply because 
That was the culture and the environment that I was raised in. Everyone talked about everyone else's bodies and you felt sort of victim to that conversation. You felt like you were a topic of that conversation. And I mean, when you're a child, your body's growing and changing because you're a child, because that's what you do. You grow. But the second you put on a little bit of weight, which is totally normal, especially at that age, you're scrutinized and people are recommending diets for you at like 13 years old. And you're told you can't wear saris or langas in the way that other people can in your culture. And it's just so, it was, it, it created sort of this monster in my mind of, I, I literally thought about my body every second of every day, every second of every day, mm-hmm. whether it was like the way I was positioning my body to go sit down in front of people or what I was going to wear that day or what I was feeding my body. And mind you, like I wasn't really feeding my body because it created this sort of these horrible habits when it came to food. And it really, really, really put a stress on my relationship with my body at an earlier age than I would have liked to admit. Being aware that, I, I mean, I think you're supposed to be aware of your body as soon as possible, but I don't feel like it's supposed to be that negative. I think you should be aware of how to make yourself healthy and how to move your body. And there are things that you need to do for your body to, you know, just maintain a, a certain level of, of happiness within yourself. To be aware of it in such a negative way at so young, especially when you're not really taught about these things. Like I didn't get to have that break from those negative feelings about my body because I'd go to school and like nobody really talked about body acceptance or body confidence. People really just talked about the anatomy of your body or, you know, you had gossiping going on in like high school or elementary school about what girls would look like or what people would look like in certain clothing and certain fashion trends. So it was really inescapable for me just because of the time that I was raised in and the culture that I was raised in. So yeah, unfortunately it was a really young time, but at least I know now, you know, for when I have kids or, you know, I have a niece now, I have nieces now Mm -hmm. for when they're growing up to be able to help them grow at this very crucial time in their lives and be aware of their bodies in positive ways and sort of counteract that negativity for them. So I think that's a little bit of a silver lining. Absolutely. And everyone's answers are so much similar in the fact that everyone we've asked and ourselves included, we, I thought that I was way too young, like fourth grade. I distinctly remember was when I started to like compare and be more aware of how my body looks different than the other girls or how my belly looks in the clothes that um, when we would go clothes shopping and they're all like changing in, into the dressing rooms. And I couldn't do that because my body didn't fit into those clothes. And just like everyone really as a community of humans, specifically women, had those same experiences. And we can change that. We can change that for the way we move forward in those social situations or spending time with ourselves, but also like you just said, helping your nieces or helping, you know, I'm an elementary school teacher and I talk about it very openly with my students constantly. As soon as I hear any type of gossip going on, it's like, up, stop dropping real talk. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, nope, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's what we're not going to do because it's so important. If I had somebody that would do that later on, it probably would have saved me from a lot of, you know, self-hate about my body too. So that's so important that you're doing that for your nieces and your future. Yeah. I mean, that's the mindset you have to have. I love that little stop. What did you say? Stop, drop and real talk. Stop, drop and real talk. And every time I say it, my students like, what now? I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I overheard. Oh, Mr. Chico. I roll emoji. Yeah. They really, (laughs) 
they really do. They're like, oh man, they call it my bumper sticker phrases. They're like, here she comes with more bumper sticker phrases. I was like, I hope that you remember these bumper sticker phrases. Cause I said, it's only going to get more awkward for you guys going into middle school, middle school. Everybody looks and feels uncomfortable in their own skin and everyone's going to be changing. And mm-hmm. that's the cool part. What if we all look the same? We'd look like robots and it wouldn't be fun at all. And they're like, okay, we know. I was like, then catch yourself. And every time they do it, I make them say three nice things that they like about themselves. And I have, and I kept doing it because I have found that young boys and girls in class had such problems doing it. I I sat in 45 minutes of silence because they went up to the board and shared all the things they love about their best friends, but they couldn't bring themselves to share anything about the things they thought about themselves. And they're rooted in what other people think. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. So now I just haven't stopped doing it ever since. (laughs) External validation, right? Totally. Yeah. Like write it into the curriculum in all the schools universally. Exactly. Yeah. That would be, imagine though, like that's, I say this to Becca all the time. Like I'm going to move to Philadelphia so that you can teach my children. But (laughs) I, I just, I can't imagine a world like where I had teachers who paid attention to that kind of stuff. And I even think about like, I have empathy towards, you know, my phys ed teachers, you know, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be a phys ed teacher because in phys ed, you're coming up against that a lot more, I would say than in a regular classroom environment. And I was a, I was a, I was an athlete my whole life. I was a competitive gymnast. So I, I actually physically had to be aware of my body at an early age because of the fact that I was using it to be competitive I didn't have a connected relationship to my body. My, I always had like an out-of-body experience, literally pun intended, because I would see my body as a tool to get me to win a competition. It mm. wasn't, wasn't like I was living in it. You know what I mean? And if you think about gymnastics, you're rated, right? So like, oh, oh like God. Amanda, Amanda did that tumble. That was a 7.5. No. It's like... Did, but oh my body, oh my body only got me a 7.5. Okay, body do better. Like it's like a weird odd relationship, right? It's such yeah. a I'm like I I thought gymnastics was like the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not putting my children in gymnastics. Like that's just <laughs> it's just not happening. Oh my god. It's not. I'm convinced that I'm 4'10 and I my growth got stunted because I was a gymnast. Tell name me a gymnast that's tall. I'll wait. <laughs> There's there are no gymnasts that are tall. No. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. No, but I love yeah. that though. And I like, even for myself, like I, when I thought about having daughters or kids, I was always like, you know what? Gymnastics kind of seems like great for their self-esteem and their confidence. And hearing you say that now, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Like that's, and like, even if we combine those sports, which maybe might be good for their confidence or whatever, with the conversation of this is a sport this is not a reflection of you or your body, mm. then maybe just like, maybe just about amending certain things, like amending curriculums, yes. amending those conversations we have in sports or anything that has to do with your body, especially when you're so young, I think is a really, really key factor in just changing the whole environment that we're, that our kids are going to be growing up in. And I mean, normalizing that I think is so important. One thing I loved about gymnastics though, was I will say was the ownership, right? When you're a gymnast, so there's, I was on team sports too, right? But this is not a team sport. This is very much like a, okay, you fumbled that tumble. Like that's on you. I liked that because I could take ownership, but then I didn't like that. It was so focused on me. I couldn't not, I couldn't get away from myself if that makes sense. So it's, it's like Becca said, 
I feel like every time we ask this question, everyone's like pretty young. And <laughs> mm-hmm. while, while that's good, like, yes, you're right. Being aware of your body is great. Wouldn't it be nice though, if you could answer this question and say, for example, like I would love to be able to answer the question and say, I was aware of my body really young. I used to go on bike rides all the time with my dad, who was a competitive cyclist. And he would be like, be grateful for your legs. They got you down this path. Like things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Like focusing on, wow. Like, cause you know, I've always had my, my legs are like, you know, my, my part of body of discontent. And so I've always had things to say about my body that weren't so nice in the leg department because I'm short and you know, whatever. And so it would be nice if my dad would have been like, but your legs did this for you. And we went on a hike today and yada, yada, yada. So Flipping the script. Am- I like that you said amending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just amending. making some amendments. Because we can't get rid yeah. of these things, right? It's not, I don't think it's very no. realistic to say, well, we're going to completely get rid of all these sports that have to do with your body. Because I mean, like you said, there are, there's value. There's certain value in, in these sports too. There's a reason why we put our kids in these sports. It's not like mm-hmm. just for babysitting so we can get a wine on on the weekend. <laughs> I'm totally going to be like a wine mom, by the way. I'm, I'm preparing yes. for that. Yes. <laughs> For she brings her case, like her cardboard case of wine to the gym. Like what's, to in your, yeah, tumble. what's in your, in your cold thermos? Mind your business. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. Mommy's you never so proud. have to ask me. You know exactly what is going in that, in that water <laughs> bottle. Okay. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be wine or some sort of alcoholic beverage. It's just not going to change. <laughs> and I have no shame in that either. No, as you shouldn't. Yes, that's incredible. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, again, like there's oh. there's benefits in those activities for these children. Like I never actually took those sports growing up, but I know my fiance did, and he ended up being like a mm-hmm. coach at a really young age, like in a in a teenager when he was when he was a teenager, and I know how much that helped him, how that helped him work on his confidence, on finding his voice, and you know finding structure in his life as well. I mean, it's it's great to have those little things that you can bring with you into adulthood as well. But mm-hmm. we could always find those 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 rooms for improvement when it comes to those things. Always, yeah, I agree. Now we're we're getting to the good. Like none of this was good already. <laughs> we're getting to like the real good stuff here, though. Okay. okay, so how did gaining notoriety on social media affect how you felt about showing up on those platforms? Wow. So, so I talked about this the other day in a story, actually. I was just making stories. I, I was just dressed for my day. And when I say dressed for my day, I mean, I'm in my pajamas and my hair is up. And that's how I show up in my stories because that's what I look like in real life. And I, I remember watching the story back and then I made another story. And I was like, by the way, guys, like this is what I'm going to look like 90% of the time when I show up in the stories because that's just my life. I'm not going to go put on a shirt, put on a face of makeup if that's not who I am. I mean, if that's your day and that's your routine, by all means, that's amazing. But if it's not, then why would you do that? And I remember when I first started gaining a little bit of a following, I felt a little bit of pressure to do that because I'd see everyone else's stories and I'm like, they don't look like me. (laughs) And like people maybe don't want to see me in my pajamas or, you know, with my hair all scraggly up in a bun. But I think sort of the point there is that you're showing up and you have something to say and it's not supposed to be about what you look like. So then I sort Mm -hmm. of left that behind and I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for me. I'm going to keep it based off my message and what I have to say or funny moments of my life. And (laughs) that's just going to be what people are going to have to accept. So it really got me that, that idea of like people watching me 
sort of ironically made me be a little bit more authentic in myself because I knew that I didn't want to share something that was fake because it is, I spent so much of my life trying to be somebody else, trying to be skinnier, trying to be funnier, trying to be just not me. And I really struggled with that growing up. Now that I have this platform, I'm kind of like, well, with all these eyes watching me, it's going to be exhausting to not be myself. And it's going to be hard to constantly have to put on a, a face of, literally of makeup or somebody else and show up in your stories however many times a day when that's not who I really want to be. And then eventually I know that it's going to make me unhappy. And the whole purpose of this is not only to make myself happy, but to make other people happy. So I just don't want to go down that road. And I'm really happy that I learned that really early on because it it would have been a really bad downward, downward spiral, I think. Yes. That is amazing that you've learned that early on because that's hard to have that self-awareness when so much of social media is comparison and Mm -hmm. in the way you want to show up is already so authentically beautiful that like you don't need to alter it. Yes. Come through, Messy Bun. How are you, pajamas? We're doing great today. Let's talk about it. Exactly. I feel like that's so awesome because it's like you nothing really changed. You know what I mean? And I almost think that's like pretty powerful. You're like, well, I just, I mean... The way you show up is the same, but like, you know, who's watching, I guess, is amplified, right? That shouldn't really have any bearing. And you were like, I'm not going to let it have bearing, which is huge, huge. Because I remember I told Becca, I was like, she messaged me this morning asking me like, (laughs) like what the the dress code stitch is. (laughs) And I was like, I'm putting on lashes and lipstick because I haven't worn makeup in three weeks. But that's like, that's me. (laughs) I just needed to do that today in this season of my life. But never, like I hardly ever, you know, but today I was like, today is the day. I need to do it. Mm -hmm. But I love that because it's like, but also like my followers know that all I do is put on (laughs) lipstick and lashes and I don't know what foundation is. So I'm like, today is my, I got done up today. I'm looking fresh (laughs) with two things today. Can I just say though, like so few people can actually rock that though. Like a a literal no makeup makeup look and that's what you have. And like a red lip is- Yes, but- Come on. The thing is, is that I think that you learn to rock it when you're- It's not about what it looks like. It's the confidence of, I remember, we can all relate to this, I'm sure. I remember holding up my phone the very first few times where I would like start talking to my phone with no makeup on, you know, because first thing in the morning when I'm working out, I don't have makeup on because weak. (laughs) Um, I remember looking at my camera and and, like seeing myself back and being like, okay, all right. But it's just because you're not used to seeing yourself because like, you know, the concept of even social media and speaking to a phone is is weird, odd, you know? But then when you, yeah, but then when you're like that, you start seeing yourself more, you're like, but that's just what I look like. So so compared to who or according to who should I feel weird about not having makeup on? Like, like I don't have, I'm sorry, like th- there isn't like a button I press when I jump out of bed and somebody just like, a cartoon just powders my face, right? <laughs> you know, Jetson. and cue and cue the world of filters oh. because we do have that ability. Oh, true. true. Like, right. Yeah. You're right. But being able to not lean into that is what I'm saying is where the strength comes from. Like, I don't need to put on filter that also takes extra effort. And the way my fucks are set up, I cannot distribute them accordingly. So th- pick a filter first thing in the morning. <laughs> Like, I it's love just not that. happening. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think that's like okay. I will say that's the one thing that I'm little, like I'm working on a little bit um, is because I don't show up, you know, fully done up, um, and we have the access that we have to filters. 
not using a filter is something that I try to work on as well. Like not in every story do I need one. And, and I have to sort of remind myself of that because it's almost like a immediate reaction. Like I'll open stories and go to a filter. Um, and it's like the mm-hmm. first thing I do. So I always try to remind myself that I don't always need it. You know what I mean? And I always find that when I use filters, I use like the most quote unquote, quote, natural ones. If there is such thing as a natural filter, but I do find that it's something that I, I tend to lean on sometimes. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all have that, that yeah. of a filter. So just leaning away from it and trying to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. Working on it. It's almost like muscle memory, like your phone, your thumb, the muscle in your thumb will literally just swipe up, open up Instagram and we'll just click right on it. And before you know it, you're yeah in it and you're like, oh, wow, well, I'm just scrolling through filters now, comparing my own face to uh, my own face <laughs> on filters. It's, <laughs> it's so, so weird. weird to say. It's so weird, oh. isn't it? It's so strange that like that's our our muscles and our brains are connected in such a whacked way. But it's true. So it's hard to break yourself from that cycle. This is one of my favorite that you create such beautiful content surrounding normalizing fluctuations in your body. This is something that really made me gravitate to your page in particular and health at every size. Can you please expand on that a little bit more? Like what prompted that discussion? to be so prominent for me. I mean, that, and that goes back to like authenticity as well with this page is because I wanted to create it based off sort of like a a journal of my life and my own experiences. I just wanted to be like a storyteller and that was really it. So for me, my weight has always fluctuated. I have never been at a weight for so long until now because I have sort of this, this different relationship with my body, but for my life, it was always about losing weight. And then because I couldn't handle it and because I was doing it in the wrong ways, I was always getting that weight back. So it was always up and down. And whenever it would go back up, I had this tendency to beat myself up over it and to really, really, truly punish myself and punish my body. And so that aspect of it being normal for you to gain weight, especially when you're so young, you know, you're going from when I went from my teenagers to my 20s, that's when my body obviously started changing and the weight that I would put back on no longer came off as easily. So for me, it was about sort of understanding, well, my body's going to change and wanting to share that with people because I know I'm not the only person who beats themselves up over something so natural. And it's like something that we don't talk about, like gaining weight is natural. Like that's a normal thing, but we see it as a bad thing. It's labeled as a bad thing. It's the butt of every joke. It, what's, it's what makes you feel so bad about yourself. You know what I mean? Labeling it as natural and normal and not this horrible, unhealthy thing, which by the way, it's not, is something that I really wanted to contribute my voice to when it came to that platform. I feel you on that so, so much in all of the ways. And also just that like when you do fluctuate and the number and you, you know, their clothes don't fit the same way. It is not a, a testament of failure. It is not a result of you doing something wrong. And that is really what society has told us all growing up. And in reality is that it is com- like you just said, completely normal. And I, ha- I too have fluctuated because I've been trying to lose weight for so long and then you do it unhealthy. So your body just wants to, you know, you start giving it what it needs, it actually needs, and you're. it's like, I'm just going to hold on to it because I don't know when you're going to take this away from me again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just such a strong message and such a powerful thing that you just want to shout from the rooftops <laughs> to everybody. Because when I learned that, though, it, like it. when I first learned that, it, it changed everything for me. 
that's what really got my mindset to start changing about the way I looked at my body and the way I treated my body, especially um, to say that, okay, I'm going to eat this today and it might show my body tomorrow. That's normal. That's okay. As long as, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and I'm staying active and there are, there are certain aspects to my body that I'm, I'm listening to and I'm giving it what it needs. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I might stay this, this weight forever and I might not like, who knows? I have to sort of come to terms with that. And that was hard, but it was really important for me to learn. That lesson also, I know when, when I learned it, it felt like I took my first really decent, genuine deep breath. Honestly. Cause it's like that weight of worry, that weight of the literally weight weight, using that too. (laughs) Yeah. Just like just that stress in general and the way that your relationship completely changes. And it's almost like that fog clears and you're like, ah, here we are. I can be at peace. I don't have to just constantly be changing something. So I love that that's such a prominent, um, presence on your social media and just know that it really, it hit me hard and it helped me find, it helped me lift my fog by you sharing how you lifted yours. Oh my God. I'm so happy about that. I'm so, I getting yes. all those messages make me so, so happy. Like I've cried at my phone before reading those kinds of messages. Cause I mean, if it's not helping anybody, then I mean, what am I doing this for? Especially when you're being vulnerable online, you want to know that you're, you're sending a message to the right people and that you're, you're able to connect with those people and that it's hitting them in the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that makes me really happy. And I'm really glad that it helped you. Yes. And I really love the, uh, I was having a conversation the other day with somebody and they basically just said, oh, you know, I, I want to be, I'm working towards being X size. Okay. Look, we've all been there. We've all used the, it's, just, it's like this size has like, it, you know, it's like angels are singing, you know, you're looking at, there's like lights around it and it's just ridiculous. And you're like, okay, I am on the other side now, you know, I'm on the other side of diet culture and all that stuff. And it's hard to unsee that stuff. Becca and I have conversations all day long about this. Like, oh shit, I just saw something and I know they mean well, but like, it's totally yeah. bad. Yeah. And for that conversation, I was like, okay, but like, all right, I can speak from experience that I've been, insert the size that you're saying here, multiple times in my life and never did my body look the same. So maybe in those sizes, because guess what? Do you want to be that size in, in, in at what brand though? Is it like a certain dress? Exactly. <laughs> you got to get really specific. It's like, come on. And it was interesting. It was a nice conversation because I was able to be like, you could see the light bulb. You know when you're talking to somebody, like the light bulb goes on. You can see it going off in their head. And they're like, you're right. You know what? Because size doesn't make a difference. Because size according to what company? Size according to, you know how there's like UK yeah. sizing, US sizing, <laughs> all that stuff. You're like, what country sizing would you like to be? You know, like which brand? But, and also why? Yeah. Like what are you tying to that size exactly. that you couldn't already have? Exactly. And it was, I think... I've been really struggling with how to have these conversations without sounding like a complete B because I feel like when you're on the other side of diet culture and you're like a self-proclaimed diet culture dropout, you have to have empathy to when you were on the other side. And sometimes I'm like, AMQ, you can't be so aggressive. Like be nice to that person. They don't know any better. You didn't know. You know, something happened someday where something set something off in your brain and you were like, wait a minute. So... (laughs) If I can be that for somebody, I will be. And for me yesterday, it was like that conversation and then being like, oh, true. (laughs) And I was like, will it really matter that much? 
if you go to that store when, you know, you can go shopping again and you get that pair of shorts in that one size, like, will you actually like yourself that much more? And if the answer is yes, that's what I said. If the answer is yes, then there's other work that needs to be done, you know, and you need to Mm -hmm. be okay with that. So I just love that you really do. You just own it. You just own it. Becca said it. Like you just really own it. And and we love, we love you for that. We super appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Can I just say, I like, I totally know that feeling of like not being such a, a B when it comes to like addressing. <laughs> I just want to, I want to say, bitch. I was like, she said B, so I'm going to say B. Maybe I can't say bitch. <laughs> Is there like a list of swear words? I don't know why. Thank you. Pre-approved swear words. I did that. (laughs) I don't know why I edited myself. (laughs) We came in talking about nipples and shitting ourselves. And somehow, bitch is completely off the table. (laughs) Absolutely. Let your bitch flag fly. (laughs) All right. I am working on not being such a total bitch. When it comes to addressing people who are still suffering or going through, I don't want to say suffering. I don't want to like, you know put that on anybody, but going through that sort of mindset when it comes to diet culture, because Brenta, they're in the fishbowl. They can't, they're like a fish exactly. in water. And like, you know what I mean? And the fish jumps out of water and you're like, Oh no. I've had <laughs> people try and like explain that to me when I was in the fishbowl and I didn't listen because I didn't understand. Yeah. You have to be ready to exit the fish. You have to be yes. actively ready to want to understand something like that. And if you're not like, I'm just going to be wasting my time talking to these people. Nemo. You have to be Nemo. <laughs> That's like the visual I have. Man, Nemo was ready. Nemo. Was- <laughs> yeah. He knew what was up. They were like, we're going to find Nemo. He's like, bitch, I'm not trying to be found. Fish aren't meant to be in a box, kid. It does things to you. I'm up here pushing pebbles <laughs> through a fish tank. I'm working on myself, guys. Leave me alone. I'll come to you when I'm ready. And he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. Wow. Actually, that just changes the whole plot of Finding Nemo. Wow. Really? Moment. You never saw it that way? No. What a time to be alive. He is. He's a rebel. He's a rebel in his own cause. Yeah, he is. Wow. Talk about a monumental moment. What a journey. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. We love how you share a lot about mental health. What would you say some of your best practices are when you're having an air quotes, bad body day? I say this a lot and I repeat myself a lot with this, but it just helps so much. And I find, I'm going to talk about music right now because I find with music, music tends to be able to communicate and say things that I'm not able to articulate myself. So I lean on music a lot and I always have. So for me, mirror work has been something that has like changed the game for me. I'm not always consistent with it anymore, but I find that when I'm not consistent with it are the days that I really need it or the times when I really need it. So I go back to it a lot and it's changed in the beginning. I wanted to be a little bit more confident with how I dressed myself. So I would do it like naked and I'd I'd talk to myself. I'd say the words out loud because I wanted to be able to gain that confidence. And it was so awkward and like just not normal to me, but it, totally worked and it it helped me because mm. I mean I went through a period of time where I didn't even look in mirrors so now to be mm-hmm. completely vulnerable in that way it did wonders for me and I've had moments where I've cried and I sort of slowly transitioned into from talking to myself to having music and putting music on and just sort of dancing so like dancing around in your underwear so I have like a self-love playlist that I'll put that music on 
And, you know, if I'm not in the mood to dance, I won't, but I'll sing or it'll just help me get back to a better place, like mentally and emotionally, where I can sort of, I don't want to say stand to see my body again, but I can just go address my body again. You know what I mean? And say, hey, like you you went through it a little bit, but I'm going to come back to you when I'm a little bit ready. I never force myself to go back to my body and dress myself. Or if I do have bad thoughts, I try to catch myself in that moment. Um, But I try not to do or not to focus on myself when I know that I'm going to be negative and hateful towards my body. Because that sort of confrontation is just going to lead to, it's going to backpedal me a lot in a lot of the work that I did towards, you know, helping to heal myself. So yeah, music puts me back in a better mindset, a better place emotionally and mentally. And I'll go back and I'll dress my body again. I'll I'll, I'll talk to it again. I'll say, I'm sorry. And here we are again. And and sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes days. Sometimes it takes an hour. But I think that's just going to be my life, though, to be very honest with you. I don't think I'm ever going to have a perfectly steady relationship with my body. I think that it's always going to fluctuate. And so developing these practices and learning what works for me is really key. That's amazing. That's so important. And I know that in the beginning, it's like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Is this even working? Like, I'm standing here butt booty naked. I'm crying. I'm not I'm not loving what I'm seeing back. Like, is this even working? And then over time, though, just like anything else, right? consistency, you're like, oh, it is working. Yeah. Go figure. If I talk nicely to myself, <laughs> the relationship will start to breathe that way. Like when I treat myself the way I would a best friend. Yeah. Change the game for me because I was like, I am so good at giving advice and hyping other people up. I'm so yep. bad at doing it for myself, though, and I don't understand why. I 12 out of 10 can relate to that. <laughs> right? So yes. I started doing that for myself, and yes. that just, like, it changed everything. I get to have a Becca. So, like, you know, when I, like, I get, like everybody oh, needs a nice. Becca. Yeah. But it's true. I say this all the time. It's like, I mean, she's taught me, like, you know, you know, when you do that work, you know how you're, how I don't want to say should, because I don't like shooting all over myself, how it makes <laughs> sense to be talking to yourself, you know, to be receiving the messages you're giving. And sometimes I just, I know how to do it, but I get lazy because I can tag Becca in. <laughs> so like, but before Becca, I didn't have, I didn't have a <laughs> Becca. So like, I would just sit in my shit, you know, and like, it's part of my job to hype other people up. And it would, I'd be like today, today. All I can do is hype other humans up. Today is not a day where I hype myself up too, which then I realized is so fucking, it's fucking yeah. hypocritical. So <laughs> now I'm at that point where I'm like, bish, you're not getting a hype up session. <laughs> yes. I, I'm so sorry, but like, I can't, I don't even listen. No. <laughs> like, I just, it's you just, can't pour so, from an empty cup. You got to hype no, yourself up. Exactly. And, and you know, what's cool is that when you say that to somebody, they're like, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a long time, I was like, hmm, don't answer the message. Don't answer the message. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't say anything nice. Don't say anything at all. It wasn't <laughs> that I was saying something mean. I just had nothing in my tank to say. Now yeah. I'll respond and be like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not operating at full AMQ capacity today. And mm-hmm. you deserve me as your support system to be operating at that frequency. I'll get back to you in one to two business days. You know, <laughs> like- and, and out of office. Yeah, I'm at four years. This is my out of office reply. Thank you so much yeah. for understanding. And like, the thing is, that's allowed other humans. You know what's cool about that? It has allowed people to be like, oh shit, she's human. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. And also to, it's like given my clients permission to feel that way too. And I didn't even mean to do it that way. Isn't that so interesting? Like yeah. sometimes I'll message Becca and she'll just be like, yeah, uh, this morning I was like, I'm so sore. I'm so sore. And I haven't really worked out that hard air quotes, you know, like that yeah. hard in a couple of days. She's like, um, yes. Yes. You don't stop though. I said, I said, you literally haven't pressed pause. Like, of course you're tired. Of course you're feeling yeah. this way. <laughs> Not just on like a workout or whatever. It's just that like, you know, when you're always going like, yeah, you don't necessarily need to be sore because you worked out, right? Your body's kind of like, Psst. <laughs> so, so she was like, I get it. Like I'm sitting here like, it boggles my mind. I don't understand. I woke up so sore. And she's like, oh my gosh, Amy. Like, come on. <laughs> Press pause. I love that though. I, I think that we all need like that mirror in our lives. Yeah. I like, call it within, like within a partner or like a friend or whatever it is. You need that mirror to sort of be like, hey, maybe slow it down a little bit. Or hey, this is why you feel that way. And if it's not something you can see for yourself, it's nice that somebody else can sort of be like, mm -hmm. hey, like this is what it is. Uh, oh my gosh, I just took a deep breath and my back cracked. Speaking of sort, like, what was that? <laughs> Hi, 30s. How are you? It was so loud. I think you might hear it in the episode. <laughs> okay. Anytime something cracks in me, I'm always like, oh, I'm aging. Yeah, like, oh I just, God. all I did was take a deep breath and my back just cracked <laughs> in three places. What is one word you would describe your current relationship with your body? Um, it's ever changing. Sorry, that's two words, but it's. Is it? <laughs> Ever changing? Hyphen. It's a hyphen. it's a hyphen word. Sure, it's one word. Yeah, it's, it word, it's one word. I'll say it really fast, so it sounds like one word. <laughs> Perfect. That's a but good it's, one. It's, it's ever changing. I think I just spoke on this. Too. I don't think it's ever going to be this like linear experience. I think. Mm -hmm. But I was actually thinking about this the other day too, where I was like, I now have good days with my body, whereas before. I never had good days. Wow. Like not all my days are good, but I have good days now. That's amazing. So that to me, whenever I think about that, I, I just appreciate my journey so much more. And like, I know that it's not perfect, but I appreciate just where I'm at right now. And because I, now that I know that my, my relationship with my body is always going to be up and down, it's always going to be changing. I've learned to sort of sit in those moments of, of goodness. And when I'm in those moments of, of the darkness or in bad places, I'm sort of like, okay, well, I'm not beating myself as, as much, beating myself up as much as I used to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit more self-aware as well. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, follow-up question to that though. You're saying now I actually have good days. Do you think that you always had good days, but because you hadn't almost, I, I, I use the term armor, like you had, you didn't have your armor on, you know, you hadn't really gone to battle with those thoughts and feels so you couldn't really call yourself a warrior until you did, until you addressed them. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like maybe you always had good days, but you just hadn't done that work? You didn't, didn't know how to recognize that, oh, this is like a good day? Yeah, totally. Because I mean, I, I would say the majority of my days were definitely bad because I, I do remember the thoughts in my head and how I thought. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember always thinking of my body in like a negative way, but I do know that there were days as well where I wasn't so focused on my body, if that makes sense. Like there are things happening in my life that I just, you know, forgot about my body for this one day, but I just never really acknowledged that because I couldn't. And because I wasn't, I wasn't used to celebrating A, those little wins and B, I wasn't used to celebrating my body at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that recognition and, and you're right, that self-awareness is so key. It's, it's so important. Sure is. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> I think that that's like, that's so, so important, right? Because sometimes I think about that and I'm like, I don't think I would have known a good body image day if it slapped me in the face. Right? No. Nope. Because I would have been like, I don't know what that means. Because I never made a decision that wasn't, I know you both can relate, that wasn't leading with my body. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's what we've learned a lot. Thank you, Gabby Mail, for talking a little bit about body liberation and then diving a little bit more into that concept. But that's what it is, right? Like when you can wake up and not make decisions first based on your body, today I am just doing insert activity here has nothing to do with how you look. That's it. You're just doing it because you want to. I want to read this book. That has nothing to do with the way my body looks in the pajamas that I'm reading my book in, you know? And that's so cool. But I didn't, I never knew what that was like to experience that. Every single decision I ever made was always body first. That for me though, that, that comes back to that gymnastics thing that we talked about and how my, my body was a tool. So it was a deciding factor for a lot of things. It took me years to detach myself from that. I mean, I was a competitive gymnast from four to 18. All through my twenties, I didn't, I was like, what? (laughs) My body just comes with me wherever I go. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is this? That's weird. This is my friend, but not really. Like, I don't like this friend, (laughs) you know? So I think that when you become self-aware, you're like, oh shit, I guess I did have some pretty good body days. I just didn't know how to recognize them. So that's why I want, I wanted a little follow-up question there. I like that. I think we also like, I think I had this like really flawed idea of what like having a positive body image day was. Cause I, I used to think, or like mm. just relationship in general. Cause I used to think that, you know, in loving my body, I had to love my body all the time or else it was a lie. And now I'm learning that that's not the case. Like you can work towards that, you know, that very much linear experience, that that consistency, but it's not really realistic. And, you know, even if it is, it might take you a while to get there. This is the reality that you have to live with and understand before you can start heading into that, heading in that direction, I think. One hundy in the undie. You wouldn't have even appreciated it. Exactly. You hadn't been through it, right? Like that's, I always say that. I'm like, uh, I don't, like you just... You can't be right here. None of us would be right here if we didn't go through what we went through. We wouldn't be talking on this topic. So it's like, you know, you can hate on it as much as you want, but I never will. Like now I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I walked through it. And like we said, we're a bunch of bitches being like, stop saying that. (laughs) Like, I'm glad that I can be on that other side because I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I feel so bad for all those years that I just was brainwashed, you know, but that's like a whole, it's like a whole host of episodes. We could just (laughs) an entire series on just diet culture and the media and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. I love this. Becca was like, she uses this term. We have to ask her. (laughs) So so how has self-love become your greatest middle finger? Oh, yes. Greatest middle finger. When I saw that, I read that somewhere. When I saw that, I was like, this, this is <laughs> it. This is going to be like the definition of my existence while going through this relationship with my body because it, it pisses so many people off and I fucking <laughs> love it. Yes. I love how much it makes people angry. <laughs> <laughs> how dare her, right? Oh, yes. Honestly. Yeah. How dare her love herself? No, Honestly. Oh 
especially coming from like a culture and I'm sorry to bring this up. I don't mean to like point fingers, but like, especially coming from a culture that was sort of like, well, you need to hide and how dare you love your body sort of thing, Mm -hmm. sort of treated my body as something to be fixed as opposed to something to just exist in love. So now I'm just like, fuck you, fuck this, (laughs) fuck everybody. Like it's, and I'm not even like saying it, I'm just doing it with my existence. And that just makes me so happy because I get to be happy while sort of just, Starts contributing to conversations, starting those conversations and just flipping people off without having to actually engage with them. Because mm. I oh, I treat that block button like it's my best friend. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. And like, you're like, do not pass go. Like, you know, yeah. if you don't want to, <laughs> that's it. I actively, like, I, I spend like at least a day a week or maybe two days a week sometimes just like cleaning out like the, the crap on my page. Like whether it's mm. like, bots or perverts there's a lot of perverts um <laughs> or just like haters and just like i'm like this is going to be a safe space for me and i'm going to make it a safe space for me and getting that you know having that ability to do that is just so powerful i love i love that i have the ability to do that but yeah self love for me has 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 given me <laughs> it's given me this audacity nice to 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 be able to change the game and and tell the haters to just back off without that. Cause I'm not like mm-hmm. a confrontational person. So for me, it's, it's a way. Mm, you of, and Becca, two peas in a pod. Right. <laughs> so it's my way of saying. I, I am. I, I am. know you are. And I love. I'm like, I'm like an AMQ in the box. I'm like, Hey, hi. Hey, <laughs> you guys are like, Oh boy. I know. <laughs> and that's why the block lane is my best friend. Cause I'm not confrontational. <laughs> So for me, I get to post something and it pisses people off. And I was like, okay, you've seen this, you've heard it. You now have to sit with it. And now I'm going to block you. But you've, yep. but you've taken that message away. So it's given me that little bit of confidence and that little bit of audacity that I never really had before. And I love it. I love that, that it, it gives people permission to do that for themselves as well. Mm. I love that you say it's not just like you're flipping people off with your finger. It's your also your existence and how you live your life and how you show up in conversations or don't show up in conversations because equally what you entertain, you have full control over. And I think that that's also how we take our power back. Like we can choose if we want to fight this battle verbally or if we just want to let them go and know that you're not going to change everybody. I've already done enough on myself. So bless and release. Boo-bye. Mm. I learned that in therapy this year, that I can't change what everybody else is going to think and that it, it's it's up to me and it gives me the power. It gives me more power, actually, to not engage in certain situations. Um, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad I learned that yeah. before I started this page because it would have been absolutely, it would have like set me retreating back to where I came from if I had not learned that first. It would have scared me. It would have made me think that I had to try and change everybody online who left a bad comment or who just didn't understand. And then like, again, like I, I always say this, I live like sort of a Hannah Montana life, sort of like a double life because a lot of people that <laughs> are in my life don't really know that I do this. Like my mother knows that I do it and she doesn't know to what extent. Um, and I don't think my in-laws know that I do this. I don't know they know if they truly understand the extent to which of what I'm putting out there online. So it's- They can't grasp it, you mean, right? No, they don't know that I'm doing it. Oh, Wow. Because if they did know, they wouldn't be able to understand it or fully grasp it. Um, and that's just a conversation that I don't want to have. So <laughs> I'm leaving it to the very last second of, of when do they absolutely have to know? 
And it's not just them. It's like everybody, really. And I, I sort of went off topic there, but now I forget what my point was. But anyway, it's it's that. <laughs> that is the ultimate Hannah Montana life for sure. Oh my God, right? Even- <laughs> yeah. 100% it is. You're like, well, this is, this is it. But Eminem... I love oh, here. Eminem. Yeah, wait, Eminem quote. Eminem. All right. Listen, Eminem, la- last night I just watched a bunch of Eminem music videos just because I wanted to. I don't know why, okay? Um, he's amazing. He's 48 and slaying the rap game. Gosh. Anyway. Okay, one. Who are you? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I am getting there. Eminem said, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah. And it's true. Like, as long as you have a message to put right. out, then if somebody's putting the spotlight on you and... Anytime someone comments on something that you do, they take the time out of their day to comment. I'm sorry, but you're impacting them in some type of way. So if they want to take the time, they're only commenting because it made them think, you know? So they're just giving you that platform and you are obviously making some kind of impact, right? So I just think it's, sometimes it's just important to realize like, no, I know the Eminem came came back around. He was (laughs) right. No, like, where are we going? <laughs> no publicity is bad yes. publicity. And it's not even like you were coming from a place where you were trying to establish this, right? Like it just happened. And now you're like, I'm taking responsibility for this platform yeah. and I'm going to show up the way that I want to. And I think that's amazing. Totally. So. I, and I love that I, I can, or that I'm in a mindset of being able yes. to do that now, because there was once a point where I wouldn't be confident enough to show up this way. And so it sort of helps me, especially when I get those messages from people saying, well, you just being here. Like you look like me, not just in body type, but skin tone. Oh my God, the amount of brown women who have come to me and said that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cry right now. It makes it feel like, okay, I have a little bit more of a responsibility to just show up more authentically because that's A, what people want to see. And B, it gives permission for people to do that themselves too. And that's, that's what you want. That's the message you want to be sending. Yes, absolutely. More of that, please. Yes, all of that. Always. <laughs> more of it. Yes. So what is on the books for Brenta? What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to not being in a pandemic. <laughs> Jeez. Samesies. Same. Yep. Everyone's answer now. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We have some house changes going on. So a little bit of renovation. Um, and that's in my personal life. Professionally, I'm looking forward to like just like writing more. I'm looking forward to meeting a bunch of new awesome people like you guys this is my second podcast so this is like nice it's like me just sort of slowly dipping my toes into the water of just learning how to just be a little bit more well-spoken be a little bit more confident in my voice because I used to absolutely hate my voice and it's 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 nice to have these experiences so for me I'm, I'm hoping just to keep doing what I'm doing online keep you know sharing my story keep helping people as much as I think I am and you know Get married eventually. There's no thinking about it. You absolutely. <laughs> yes. And get married yeah. eventually. Yes. We would love to see yeah, that for you. If the, if the pandemic allows, I will get married eventually. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. But yeah, that's that's what's going on for me. Love that. Good things on the horizon. Yes, and hopefully you guys will get vaccinated if that is what you are choosing to do with your life. I know we have to put this disclaimer in. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise people come come for our necks on this one. Oh god don't even get me started let's just say hopefully the borders open up and we can all enjoy one another's presence in real life safely yes. i think that's a better way of putting yes. it yeah like i can bring becca can come across the border and then i can actually drive up in my car and go beep beep <laughs> and then ring your doorbell 
Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll make that a reality, guys. Because, Brinza, in case you weren't aware, AMQ and I have never met in real life. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. That makes us even more awesome. Like, look at the connection that we've made. I'm, I'm so pleased with the internet that you guys connected. That's amazing. Yeah. I love you guys mm-hmm. even more now. <laughs> and can I just say, that's like a whole new level of trust, too. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like we're, we literally talk about this all the time. Like, okay, so like we became like really good friends, like super fast. Like, I don't remember. I always say like, you know how they say like, you know what? I'm not going to say this. It's, it's politically incorrect. So I'll just say, I don't remember what my life was before Becca, right? I'm always like, what the hell? What? Who did I talk? To? What did I do? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, what the fuck did I do all day? Like literally did, I, was I more or less productive? Like I can't remember a time. Like, just like when I try and think of like what it was like before Luna, I'm like, what was it like before I was a dog mom? I don't remember. Yes. I was thinking of saying that. Right. You're like, how, how can you, but with Becca and I, it's okay. So we just became friends on the internet <laughs> and then we were like obsessed with each other, didn't stop talking to each other. And then we were like, let's start a podcast. Like it, it was like, it's a whole new level of your right. It's a whole new level of trust, which comes with its of course, with it, it's like ebbs and flows, but everyone's always so shocked when we tell them that. And it's like the, the, the buildup to when we meet in real life, I'm telling you, it's going to be, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do. Slow motion. I feel like something would be slow motion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You record <laughs> yeah. that, make it into some sort of yeah, a video online. Sure. That's what I said. I was like, we need like an entire crew. Like we're not messing around. <laughs> I need a slow motion run and I'll be very disappointed if I don't. Am cute. You look like, you said you were tiny. You can run and jump into her arms. Yeah. She, I'm, only five tiny. Tiny. I'm only five feet tall. <laughs> okay, maybe not the munchkins <laughs> just running towards each other. Just jump on my back like a little Dora the Explorer backpack and we'll just frolic them all together. <laughs> okay, maybe not that I take that back. <laughs> no, it'll be, no, no, no. But it would yes. be funny though. I think it would even be funnier, the slow motion run from like one side <laughs> and then the other. And then the collision is just we're the same size. We're just oh. like small. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so true That's though. Amazing. <laughs> so much funnier. But yeah, do you remember oh. life before your dog at this point? I don't. And me and my fiance say that all the time. We're like, what did we do before her? We're like, <laughs> like what? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. And like people think, I know people. And I used to think people were crazy for making their lives revolve around their dogs. And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I so get it. I'm like, I would be totally fine with just this being my child. Like this is, would be great. This is a great life to have. I say that too. I say that too. Like I want to be a mom, but you know, if I'm not, then I love doggies. Totally, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. The timing of her felt really great too. Just pandemic just was sucky. So yeah. she made it less sucky. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you'd go out with your friends at the bar and they would like your dog, your dog friends and they'd be like, I got to go. Got a little Sparky. And I'd be like, <laughs> one more shot. Sparky's fine. Now I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Not. Yeah. I get it now. I totally get that now. <laughs> It's also a great way to leave situations you don't want to be in. Be like, sorry, it kind of let my dog out. <laughs> right. So sorry. <laughs> oh, it's the modern day. Gotta wash my hair. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. It's amazing. Love it. 
Um, well, this has just been an absolute dream. Oh. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to tag um, all of the ways to find you. However, I will drop your Instagram handle right now so everybody get your pens and papers because your Instagram name is just so great. <laughs> it rolls it's off so the good. My friends made that for me years ago. They're like, why is this not your Instagram name? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. And I immediately changed it. <laughs> Yes, it is iconic. It is Brinstagram, yes, which of course it is. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course it is. is. It's like so obvious that it has right? to be that, you know? <laughs> and is that the same on your TikTok? That, no, it's not. My TikTok is Brintapon27. Actually, no, it's Brinta27 now. Okay, perfect. And we will tag all of those, link everything in the show notes so that you guys can find her. And as always, if anything that we have spoken on or something that Brinta has said has given you that light bulb moment or lifted the fog for you like she has for us, let us know. Give us an email at hello, hello with three O's at I got you or just slide into our DMs. We love a good DM sliding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, where do I pick up from there? Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Yes. So if you love our vibe, obviously like, share, review, subscribe, do all the things. Like Becca said, slide on into our DMs. We are always open to be having some conversations because we completely realize that these topics bring up those conversations. So please, we like talking. We have a podcast. So (laughs) that's kind of obvious. Yes. If you ever need help navigating any of the things life brings, I I got got you, boo. boo. Okay, thanks, love you, bye. Yes, so good. That's my favorite, K. thanks, love you, bye from a guest. Yes, oh my gosh.